You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. This is already our second week and ang pinag-usapan po natin, we are talking about all and nothing. This talks about the book of Colossians. We are all discussing the book of Colossians. On the seventh week, we will be talking about missions. And so, um, I, I hope that you will um, be able to attend no? uh, all our Sunday services, especially uh, talking about this particular book. And uh, right now, we're going to talk about, of course, the supremacy of Christ. So let's all, all open our Bible to the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verses 15 to 23. It says here, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything He might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Verse 21, And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you so much for we believe that your Holy Spirit is here to teach us, and we are asking as well, Lord, that you are going to move, Lord, our hearts. Allow us, Lord, to have a heart of flesh, so that, Lord, we will learn, Lord, to also listen from you and even be open for correction and be open for rebuke, Lord, if there are things that needs to be corrected, Lord. God, we pray that you will even step in, Lord, in our situation right now. If some of us are going through some tough times, Lord, in our lives, Lord, problems or trials or testing, Lord, we are asking, God, that the peace of God will be in us. Lord, the peace that transcends every human understanding will be in us. And thank you so much, Lord. As we focus on you, we know, Lord, that you are already taking care of a lot of things, Lord, in our lives. May your name be honored. May your name be praised. And may your name be glorified. This we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and all God's people say, Mighty. Amen. Amen. You may all take your seats. Now, we're talking about all and nothing. And of course, since we're talking about Colossians chapter 1, 15 to 23, this talks about the subheading that is in that book, particular chapter or particular passages talks about the supremacy of Christ. And when we say about, when we talk about supremacy of Christ, that simply means, you know, Him being preeminent. And later on, we will uh, explain that as we move along. Now, there are pictures that I'm going to show you. And these pictures are, of course, you know, uh, in relation to uh, animals. For example, if you see this penguin, parang ako yung nandun, Oh, okay. So, parang nandun. See the penguin, okay? So, uh, if you see that penguin over there, okay, that penguin that you can see there, okay, it looks, looks like distinct penguin. So he's different. The same thing with the zebra. So parang distinct rin. It's a distinct zebra. Of course, no, you can't, you can't find any zebra that are technicolor. This, it's impossible. Unless, of course, you paint that zebra, paint it with red, white, and blue, and pink if you like. But there's no zebra that is like this zebra. So they are really very, very different, different and distinct. So I would say, um, I, I would say, uh, above, you know, the other zebras that we know. The same thing with the bird. 
Now we color the bird, of course, colored, colorful, along with the other birds. And this uh, light bulb as well is pretty much distinct as well because it's the only bulb that, you know, is lighted. But the rest of the bulb, nakapatay sila. Okay, they are unlighted. And we can also notice that this egg, okay, uh, I mean, it's impossible for us to, look, to find an egg that is orange, pero yung egg nato, it's distinct as well. Why am I telling this? Because we're talking about supremacy and at the same time preeminence. In the, in the land of Colossae, in the Colossian, uh, 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 I mean, place in, in this geography, you will see that Colossae is a place wherein there's a lot of believers who are trying to syncretize their belief with other belief. And that's why the Apostle Paul had to write to these believers in this place of, of Colossae. And Paul was imprisoned. Nasa prisoan po siya He is imprisoned probably in Rome. And he went to write the letter for the Ephesian believers and the Colossian believers. And so what Paul is telling them is that beware of, you know, syncretism. Beware that there are a lot of beliefs that are, that are trying to pervade your, your, your faith. In, they are trying to inject something along with Christianity. And the same thing as well for us, especially here in the Philippines. There's a tendency for us to mix, you know, other faith with Christianity. We call ourselves, we brand ourselves as a Christian nation. But in yet the reality is that there are people who claims to be believer, who claim themselves to be followers of Christ. But however, the reality is that they mix their, it, it with other belief. For example, you know, some Christians claim to be followers, followers of the Lord. But however, meron pa rin silang paniniwala with regards to number 13. That number 13 is an unlucky number. Number 13 is malas. That's why they won't really, if they wanted to build a building, they won't really place the number 13 on that particular building. And I don't know if you are aware that there are also airplanes that have no number 13. No number 13 seat. Wala pong number 13. And yet they believe that. They call themselves followers of the Lord. Elevator, who has of course no number 13 as well. Because pag nasa, elevator, nasa floor ka raw na yon, mamalasing ka raw. And if you have babies, for example, some, some uh, mothers will also try to, of course, remind some people and say, Lawayan mi anak ko, baka mausog. Pero Kristiyano raw sila. They are Christians. So in other words, they try to mix and syncretize, you know, Christianity with other belief. Ang tawag po doon is folk Christianity. For Christianity, meaning you, we tend to mix animism with Christianity. If you are a Christian, please, let's not stand on this compromise. Let's not compromise. Let's draw the line. Whether we are really followers of the Lord or not. Or let's draw the line between what is white and black. Let's draw the line which is error and which is not. In other words, just, you just have to stand up for what is right. And unfortunately, the people, the believers in Colossae, has the tendency to really compromise their faith. Now, they call it, of course, Gnosticism. Gnosticism is a belief that they understand and they wanted to believe that divine cannot actually mix or combine with matter. Because they believe that divine is holy while matter is evil. For them, they don't want to do that. That's why they don't want to believe that Jesus Christ is God who became human. Hindi sila naniniwalang ang Diyos ay nagkatawang tao. Parang may alam akong grupong ganyan dito sa Pilipinas. Huwag din nang banggitin na sila ay tusok-tusok. Okay? So, the Gnostics believe that spirit is good while matter is evil. They believe that. They believe as well that, that the world was created out of this matter which is eternal. They don't believe that it is, it is God 
who created, but it's really, you know, the, the matter that created. And this matter is eternal, not, not God. The emanation of that God is the one who created. And so they don't believe that the world that we live in or the universe that we live in was created out of nothing. They don't believe that. They believe that it's matter who created. They also believe under that letter number two, Gnostics believe a hostile and distant emanation or form who created the world. In other words, God has many emanations. God has many forms for them. They believe that these emanations or form are hostile to the Lord or hostile to God. Hindi magkaaway sila. So yun ang binaba natin ni Paul. Yun ang, yun ang ina-address ni Paul. Because what Paul is trying to say and trying to refute is that this emanation that you know, it is not really true, but Jesus Christ is already with the Father. So therefore, what Paul is addressing is that this is not right. He's trying to address the believers because there's a tendency for the believers to already compromise their faith and their belief. Next is that they also believe that Jesus was a phantom or illusion. They don't believe Jesus Christ is a real human. And to the point that even when Jesus Christ walks the shore, kapag naglalakad po sa shore si Jesus, wala raw siyang footprint. Ganun, katindi ang kanilang paniwala at sinasabing, wala, phantom lang siya. He's not really real. And that's what, you know, the Apostle Paul is trying to again uh, argue with them. And aside from that, they also believe that since matter is evil, the human body is evil as well. And so, the Gnostics believe that this body is evil, so they don't care about the body. They can actually involve in any um, immorality if they want, or they can even, uh, even to the point of not of, of starving their body, because after all, the body is evil, or, or you know, it's not really holy. So they could go to, the, to those extremes. That's Gnosticism. They also believe that there is a secret knowledge to God. In other words, you have to have a password, parang Wi-Fi, before you even connect with God. That's what the Apostle Paul is trying to address. And so this is, these are just some of the pervading belief that are right now uh, trying to seep in the, in the belief of the Christian believers during those times. And Paul wants them to really stand and remind them, don't do that. You have to understand that Jesus Christ is preeminent over those belief. That's why in Colossians chapter 1, verse 18, it says, And He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything He might be what? Preeminent. What does preeminent mean? Preeminent means, of course, to be supreme, to be first in rank, mas mataas sa lahat ng bagay. Pag sinabi mong firstborn, it could also mean first in rank or supreme. When we say first lady, we don't mean una siyang naging babae sa Pilipinas. It simply means first in rank among the ladies in the Philippines. When you say first gentleman, hindi siya yung unang naging gentleman sa Pilipinas. We mean he's the first, I mean in rank among the men in the Philippines. First family is the same thing as well. Hindi silang unang naging pamilya sa Pilipinas o sa buong mundo but they are first in rank above the other families. In other words, they are supreme because they hold the position, that rank. Prime minister is also the same. So in other words, we could say that firstborn simply means that he was the first one 
who was risen from the dead because he rose his body. Binuhay po niya ang kanyang katawan sa mga patay. And that's Jesus Christ, of course. Why? Because he is God. So why is Jesus preeminent? Because he is supreme. Wag pong ice cream ang nasa isip. Okay? Jesus Christ is preeminent. Why? Because He is God. Jesus Christ is God. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. He's the firstborn of all creation. Why is He the firstborn? Because He is first in rank. He is supreme. He is prototokos. Because He is the creator. And later on, we'll talk about that. Firstborn, the image of the invisible God. The meaning, of the, invis- the meaning of the image of the invisible God in Hebrews 1.3, it says, He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of His nature. The exact imprint. Whatever that is, you know, there in the stamp pad is the same on that particular pad wherein it was stamped. It's basically the same. It simply means what? Exact expression or exact image. Whatever the nature of the Father is the same also with the Son. Kung ano yung kalikasan ng Ama, yun din yung kalikasan ng Anak. Pag sinabi yung, alam mo, guwapo mo naman, para kamukha ka ng tatay mo. Siyempre, ganun lang yan. So kung ano man yung uh, itsura ng Anak, yun ang itsura ng Ama. Kung ano itsura ng anak mong babae, yun ang itsura ng nanay. Kasi ba, kapag halimbawang uh, nabati mo yung, ano, yung anak, oy ang ganda-ganda mo, sinong natutuwa? Yung magulang. Pero subukan mo sabihin, ay, alam mo, ang pangunang ilo, ay, naku, magulang yan. Ba, nasan sinagsabi niya, ha? Sinagsabi niya. Kasi because, of course, it reflects exact image. Sinulit yung kamukha mo yung anak mo. Tapos mga kamay mo, kamukha mo, ano, ba, hindi, hindi. Bakit hindi mo tinaas ang kamay mo? Kasi mag, may counseling mamaya. <laughs> and again, this simply means that whatever that is in there, in the stamp, the original stamp, it reflects the same thing as well with this. A clay stamp. It reflects. It is a reflection. Well, Gnostics, let me go back to this. Gnostics believe a hostile and a distant emanation created the world. Because they believe that the creation is hostile to the form. In John 1.1, let me just uh, slate this down. In John 1, 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was with God. The Word is, of course, is none other than Jesus Christ Himself. He is the Word who was made flesh and dwelt among us. And He is the Word who was God as well. So therefore, this Word who is with God from the beginning was mentioned by John. In fact, you can also check this out in 1 John chapter 1, 1 to 3 because it also is reflected in that particular chapter. John 1, 1 was written by John and 1 John chapter 1 also was written by John. And so in this case, it says, that which was from the beginning, it says there, that which was from the beginning is in the beginning actually was the word which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. He is the one who's from the beginning. John 17:5. before I proceed to the next verse, in John 17:5, this is also a proof that Jesus Christ was already there with the Father himself. It says there, And now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had with you before the world existed. 
In other words, before the world existed, before there was universe, before there was galaxies, before there were, you know, stars, that there, there was also Jesus Christ, the Father, and of course, to mention also the Holy Spirit. Because in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, if you read that, Genesis chapter 1, the Spirit was hovering over the waters at the same time. So the three persons are already present in the creation. In the next verse, it says here in verse 2, The life was made manifest, and we have seen it, and testified to it, and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was with the Father. So therefore, who is that person with the Father? In John 1, 1, it says, And the Word was with God. Therefore, the God who is in that verse, okay, in that particular verse, is actually the Father Himself. The Word was with the Father. He is already there. And in verse 3, it says, That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with whom? The Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. It's possible to have fellowship with Jesus Christ. It's also possible to have fellowship with the Father. Why? Because Jesus Christ is God Himself. It does not mean that they are one person, but they are two distinct persons. Wag po kayo magalala. Hindi po maiingit ang father kapag nahipag-fellowship po kayo sa anak na si Jesus. Hindi po sasabihin ng ama, Uy, ako naman, palagi na si Jesus ang kausap mo. Ako naman kausapin mo. At tapos sasabihin ni Jesus naman, uh, Ako naman ang kausapin mo, si father na nakausap palagi. We have to understand that hindi po sila nagiingitan. There's no jealousy in them. You can fellowship with the father, you can also fellowship with the son. Why? Because fellowship involves, of course, a relationship. And in this case, you will also see that the Word was God. Why? Because to fellowship with the Father, who is God, is also at the same time to fellowship with the Son, Jesus Christ, who is also God. Can we fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Yes, we can. In 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14, it says here, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Therefore, you can fellowship with the Father, you can fellowship with the Son, and you can fellowship with the Holy Spirit, the three persons. The word fellowship came from the Greek word koinonia. Koinonia is a word that we use that speaks about relationship. We also have relationship with other people. That is why as a church, we fellowship with one another. In this case, we also have, you know, relationship with our friends. That's fellowship. Ang iba nga lang over fellowship na. Koinonitis ang dating. Sumosobra na ang fellowship. Nakakalimutan na ang mga gawaing bahay sa sobrang, you know, Palagi nasa church, palagi nalang nasa ministry, na wala na ginagawa, kundi puro nalang ministry. I hope that we will balance our time with regards to what we are doing. Okay? Because kapag alimang puro nalang tayo ganon, hindi na natin nababalanse, eh. then again, something is wrong. Of course, there's nothing wrong with fellowship. We can do that. And we can fellowship, of course, with the three persons in the Godhead. Why? Because Jesus Christ is God, the Father is God, the Holy Spirit is God, and there are no three gods, but how many gods? One God. That is the mystery behind. If you want to know more about that, I hope that you will uh, go through your discipleship journey because we have trainings that will teach you and, and help you understand about this particular uh, uh, I mean, subject in theology so that you will know more about who God is. How about the Holy Spirit? Let me mention this a bit. In Acts chapter 13, verse 2, it says, While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. In other words, the Holy Spirit can also talk. The Holy Spirit can, you know, speak to us. It says there, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me, Barnabas. The Holy Spirit has intellect. He has a will. 
And you will notice that the three persons right now, you know, are in fellowship with us. It is not only the Father, it is not only the Son, it is not only the Holy Spirit. That's why it's important for us to understand who Jesus Christ is. Jesus Christ is God, and He laid that down in John chapter 8, verse 24. In John 8, 24, it says, I told you that you would die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. Let me repeat. I told you that you would die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. Many people don't believe that Jesus Christ is God. A number of them. I mean, a good number of people, especially those people who have, you know, who are uh, in the major religions. They don't believe Jesus Christ is God. There are also groups who don't believe that Jesus Christ is God who became human. But in this case, as we see and read this passage, it is very important for us to understand that the word I am simply means I am. In the scripture, in the literal manuscript, or I would say manuscript, if you read that particular passage, it does not include the word he. Wala pong he na nandoon sa Greek manuscript. Ang nakalagay lang puro on ay, I am. I am. Literally, what that really means is this. And let me quote a literal version. It says there, Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins, for if you do not believe that I am, you will die in your sins. Why is this? Because if we will not believe and accept who Jesus Christ is, then our eternal salvation or our life will be in jeopardy. Our salvation is hinged on the identity of Jesus Christ. Not just, you know, in the transformation. Because other people can be transformed. May mga tao pong nagbabago, hindi lang po tayo. May kakilala po ako, hindi po siya Kristiyano, hindi po siya born again, pero nagbago siya. Nagbago ang kanyang pananaw, nagbago ang kanyang pag-uugali, naging mabait siya. But however, that does not mean that he is saved. Why? Because he needs to understand, he needs to accept who Jesus Christ is in his life. There are a lot of Jesuses in this world. My wife's name is Lisa, and I cannot claim to myself that there is only one Lisa, but there are a number of Lisa out there, a number of girls whose name is Lisa, but for me, there's only one Lisa, and that's my wife. In other words, pagka nakita ko yung misis ko, alam ko na siya yun. Pagka naamoy ko misis ko, alam ko siya yun. Pagka narinig kong boses niya, alam kong siya yun. Kasi, hindi lang naman iisa ang Lisa sa mundong ito. Napakaraming Lisa sa mundong ito na ang pangalan na Lisa. But however, for me, there's only one, of course, Lisa, and that's my wife. The same thing also with Jesus Christ. There's a lot of Jesus in this world. Maaring kapitbahay mo, Jesus, ang pangalan. Maaring yung mga ibang tao. Ang pangalan niya ay Jesus de la Torres. Jesus de los Santos. And there are people also who believe that Jesus Christ is this and that, but they are not really Jesus themselves. I remember, you know, a group of missionaries who went to, Himal to the Himalayas, and then they were knocking at the door of some houses, and they, they wanted to present Jesus Christ to these people. And they said, um, nagbukas ng pintuan. And then after that, they, they uh, told the person and explained to them, Do you know Jesus? Do you want to know who Jesus Christ is? And you know what that person said? I don't know who this Jesus is. Probably you have to go to that other house. Probably Jesus lives there. 
they have no idea about who Jesus Christ is. And it is very true. It's their first time to really hear the name Jesus. But for us, we are all aware about who Jesus Christ is. Kaya nga, kailangan malaman natin, sino ba tong Jesus na to na ating pinanampalatayanan? And it is very important for us to really believe that He is God who came down in human flesh. That name here, I am, in the Hebrew language is, you know, different because the I am here in Exodus 3.14 is the one who talked to Moses. Siya po yung the great I am. Exodus 3.14 says, God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. A number of the church fathers believe that this is Jesus Christ, Theophany, speaking to Moses. They believe that Jesus Christ, of course, claims to be the I am or Yahweh who is speaking to Moses. That is why, speaking of Jesus Christ, he is Yahweh. Yahweh who came down in human flesh. The Father is Yahweh. Jesus Christ, the Son, is Yahweh. The Holy Spirit is Yahweh. But there are no three Yahwehs, but one Yahweh. That is what we believe. That is monotheism. Pag binanggit ko nga lang ito sa Hebrew, yung Yahweh, may kasama pong dahak ito. Kapag halimbawa ang binanggit po ito. Sa, sa Hebrew po kasi ano eh, uh, ganun po pag nagsalita sila. I am who I am. And you know what uh, the, the, the name I am, okay, simply means He is Yahweh. And this is a claim, by the way. I am. I am Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner. Ibig sabihin nun, kapag defeated ka na, you are almost defeated, then you raise up the banner. And then the Lord will be your banner. There will be victory. Do you believe that in Jesus Christ there is victory? Amen. Yes. Amen. He is your Jehovah Ra'ah. The Lord, your shepherd. I am your shepherd. I will be your shepherd. Kung ikaw ay nalulungkot, kung ikaw ay uh, nauuhaw, I will be your shepherd. Kung ikaw ay hindi mapakali, I am your shepherd. I will be there for you. The Lord also is the one who heals. Jehovah, Rafa, I am. I am your healer. That is why you will notice that He will be to you if you need Him to be the provider. If you need Him to be your healer. If you need Him to be there. He is also our Jehovah Shama. Ang palagi mong kasama sa lahat ng oras. Hindi ko nga alam kung baka mamay Pilipini nagsulat ito, no? Okay? The Lord is there. The Lord is there. He's always with you. I am kasama mo sa lahat ng oras. He will be with you wherever you go. Kaya nga, pagka pumunta ka ng, ng, ng ibang lugar or pumunta ka ng ibang bansa, Lord, samahan niyo po ako. Kasama mo siya. Palagi, sa lahat ng oras. He is also your Jehovah Chidgano. Your righteousness. I am your righteousness. Pagkalimbawang medyo, you are, already, you are already in the brink of compromise. Lord, help me. Because I am right now almost giving in to my friends. Medyo inoopera na ako, Lord, ng, ng beer pa, o ng anak, Panginoon. Medyo tulungan niyo po ako, Lord. Lord, mapapamura na ako, Panginoon, Lord. Pero, God bless you. <laughs> Jehovah, our righteousness. I am your righteousness. I'm also your provider. Pag nangailangan ka, huwag ka kaagad maghahanap ng nakamotor. Tawagin mo kaagad ang ating Panginoong si Jehovah. Jaira, the Lord, our provider. Because He will be your provider. And He will also be your peace. If you are already, you know, restless, and you feel like parang 
may takot ka at pangamba or worry or whatever kind of confusion or any doubt or fear, call on to the Lord. He will be your Jehovah Shalom. I am your peace. That is Jesus Christ, who is God. He will be to you what you want Him to be because He will be there for you. That's why Thomas understood this when he declared in John 20, 28, Thomas answered to Jesus Christ, My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. By the way, hindi po nagulat si Thomas. Ay, pa, Panginoon ko, Diyos ko, hindi ganun yon. Hindi po nagulat si Thomas. Noong mga time po na yun, wala pong ganun klaseng expression. Sa atin lang po yun. But during the time when Thomas said this, this is a declaration of his faith and a confession of his faith towards Jesus Christ. In the Greek language, this is very, very direct. Because in the Greek language, it means the Lord of me, the God of me. Why? Because Jesus Christ resurrected from the grave. And this is really a declaration of his faith towards Jesus Christ himself. He is God. That's why if you need to be changed, if you need changes in your life, call upon Jesus Christ and say, Lord God, I cannot change myself. I need you to change me. I want you to change me so that my wife can see the changes in me. I want you to change me so that my parents can see the changes in me. I want you to transform me so that other people will see the changes in me. Tulungan niyo po ako, Panginoon, at itigil na po itong drugs na ito. Tulungan niyo po ako, Panginoon, at itigil yung pagmumura ko, Panginoon. Tulungan niyo po ako, Panginoon, na, na maging maayos ang aming relasyon ng aking kapamilya. Tulungan niyo po ako, Panginoon, na maging honest po palagi. I cannot do this apart from you. You just have to be honest to the Lord. Why? Because He is your God. All you need to do is just to call upon Him and say, and admit that you can't do it. Be humble enough to say it. Be humble enough to say, Lord, I can't do this. I need you. I need you in my life. Gusto kong bumait, pero hindi ko magawa. Yay! I can't. I can't do this. I remember when I was, um, I, I was not yet a Christian at the time. And I was really, I was into smoking, by the way, and drinking. And I remember when my friend approached me, who's a, who's a Christian himself, and may hawak, meron po akong sigarilyo sa aking mga kamay, I was sipping, you know, my cig- cigarette. And sabi niya sa akin, alam mo ba, June, kaya mong tigilan yung paninigarilyo mo. You can stop your smoking a month, two months, three months, one year, two years, but you know what, babalik yan. Pero pag si Jesus ang tinanggap mo, babaguhin ka niya totally, hindi mo nagagawin yan. And that is really true. That really happened. When I thought about it, sabi ko, wow, Lord, thank you. Because that was the last time that I actually used nicotine. And at the same time, that was the last time also that alcohol went into my system. Because the Lord changed me so much way back 1986. It's really something. That's why if you lift it up to the Lord, kung gusto niyo pong magkaroon pagbabago, you have to acknowledge Jesus Christ first and realize your need of Him and say, Lord, I want to give honor to you. I want to give my life to you. Help me in this situation. Help me. Give me life that is real, abundant life. A life that is really life. If you have not yet received Jesus Christ in your heart, that is not yet the life that God wants you. Hindi pa po yan yung buhay na gusto ng Panginoon sa inyo. 
You have to give your life to Jesus, surrender your life to Him, and you will experience what life really is. I remember a sticker that says, Don't waste your life. Hand it over to Jesus Christ. Wag niyong sasayangin ang buhay niyo. Ibigay niyo po ito sa Panginoon. Jesus Christ is our God. Jesus Christ is not just God, He's also Creator. Colossians 1.16 says, For by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through Him and for Him. Through Jesus Christ and for Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ created you. Jesus Christ designed you. God designed you for a purpose. That's why you have to use your life for Him. Magpagamit po tayo sa Panginoon. Hindi po natin pag-aari ang buhay natin. Yung mga taong nagsasabi na, buhay ko to. Anong pakela mo? Hindi nila naiintindihan at nauunawaan that one day there will be a reckoning when the time comes. Because when you realize that your life is not your own, you are bought with a price. The blood of Jesus Christ bought you and me. We have to give our life to Him, surrender our life to Him. The Gnostics doesn't understand that because the Gnostics in this passage, in this particular phrase says, the Gnostics believe the world was created out of this matter which is eternal. They don't believe in a personal God. But in John 1.3, it says, all things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. First Corinthians chapter 7, verse 22 says, If the Lord called you when you were a slave, you are the Lord's free person. In the same way, if you were free when you were called, you are Christ's slave. In other words, if Jesus Christ, if the Lord created you, then we are all slaves of Christ. We have to serve Him. Wag po nating hayaan na lumagpas, umalis po tayo ng mundong ito na hindi po natin ginagamit ang ating buhay sa Kanya. Tandaan po natin, hindi po tayo dapat na Sunday Christian lamang. Wag niyong hayaan na maging Sunday Christian lang po tayo. But we have to be believers from Sunday to Sunday. Sunday in and Sunday out. Ang tawag ko po roon sa mga ganong klaseng Krisyano na Sunday lang sila Krisyan, tapos Monday to Saturday, hindi na Krisyano, plastic po. At lahat ng plastic matutunaw pagdating ng araw. Okay? So, kaya nga dapat po we have to really be authentic and genuine believers. Pero ang alam ko sa mga taga 11 o'clock sa mga talagang genuine Christian to mga to Tapikin mo muna ka tapos sabi mo alam ko authentic ka talaga. Okay? Tapos sagutin mo rin matagal na. Ewan ko sa'yo. First, as a slave, you are called to serve. Are you serving the Lord? Uh, Pastor, oh, pinagpipili ko ngayon buong masambayan ko mag-serve. Eh. But are you serving the Lord? Ikaw mismo, are you serving? Matthew 14 says, Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only shall you serve. Ang pagsisilbihan lang po natin ay ang Panginoon. Whenever we serve, of course, we are serving the Lord. Hindi ka nagsisilbi sa tao, nagsisilbi ka para sa Panginoon. If you are a call center agent, huwag ka may inis sa mga kausap mo. Kapag halimbawa ka, inis-inis talaga, isipin mo lang pinagsisilbihan mo si Lord. If you are in a fast food restaurant at kahit na may dinadaan na problema sa buhay, huwag sana makita yun sa mukha natin. At nakangiti pa rin tayo. Yes, sir. Um, we have here, I received 200. Uh, hindi pang ganun, nakangiti ka pa. Hindi yung, I received 200. Okay, cool. We have to always, you know, show them that we are serving the Lord. 
You shall serve the Lord. Magsilbi habang nagugas ka ng plato, nakangiti ka pa, nagsumakanta ka ng worship. Alam mo, tipong talaga, kumakanta pa ng worship. Hallelujah! Habang naglalaba ka sa washing machine o kaya nagwawalis ka sa bahay, meron pa rin kagalakan sa puso mo. Hindi yung parang bagot na bagot ka sa mundo. Pero, alam mo kapag halimbang bagot ka sa mundo, nako, dadami lalo ang wrinkles mo at puting buhok kapag kaganyan. Hindi ko sinasabi yung mga may puting buhok, eh, bagot na bagot sa mundo ngayon. No? Eh, syempre, it goes with the age, of course, kapag ano, tumatanda po tayo. Okay? But the point here is that at least somehow, we are really joyful in the Lord. Sabi mo again, sa katabi mo, be joyful in the Lord always. Remind mo uli katabi mo, be joyful. Sagutin mo uli, matagal na. Ewan ko sa'yo. Okay? Tagal na. Romans 1, 25 says, Therefore God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. Again, they are serving themselves. Sexual immorality, lust, and everything. Why? Because they are serving themselves. Verse 25 says, Because they exchange the truth about God for a lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the Creator is blessed forever. Don't you know that when you serve others, you are serving that particular person or thing and you are worshiping that thing already. Kapag nakakalimutan na po natin ang pagsamba sa Panginoon, we are already serving another thing or another person. That's why it is important for us to understand that we don't serve the created things in this world. We serve the Creator alone. Matthew 6.24 also said, No one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. Hindi po natin pwedeng pagsilbihan ang Diyos at ang pera. Eh, Pastor, hindi ko naman niluluhuran yung pera eh. Kahit na hindi mo luhuran ng pera, pag inuna mo ang bagay na ito, Tapos ang Panginoon na sa pangalawa, pinagsisilbihan mo yan, gino mo ang pera. Remember, God gave you the ability to produce wealth. Unahin mo ang Panginoon and everything will be added unto you. That is why you have to always seek His righteousness, seek His kingdom and everything. Sinabi, sinabi ba doon? Some things? Hindi. Everything will be added unto you. And that is pretty much clear. Serve the Lord and you will see how the Lord will really provide for all our needs. Joshua reminded the Israelites, and if it's evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day. Sabi niya sa mga, sa mga enemy nila, whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers serve in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Sino rito yung gusto mong buong sambahayan mo will serve the Lord? You, will, you want to serve the Lord along with your whole family. Come on, let's give God the praise. Come on. But the question is this. Are we serving the Lord? Ah, Pastor, oh, basta yung buong sambayan ko mag-serve kay Lord. Are you serving the Lord? Basta yung buong sambayan ko. Yung pala, hindi pala nagsiserve kay Lord. Kailangan makita muna sa'yo that you are serving and at the same time, you will see your whole household serving the Lord. Your spouse, your children. You know what? It will just trickle because they can see it in your life. You serve the Lord. Don't just attend, you serve the Lord in many different ways. Amen? Amen? Aside from Jesus Christ being God and at the same time creator, He's also the reconciler. He reconciles. Remember, it is not Him who reconciles Himself to us, but He reconciles us to Himself. Why? Because we are sinners. We are all sinners. And He's the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything He might be preeminent. And the case here is that he might be first in rank or supreme. In verse 
19, it says, For in Him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. He is God in human flesh, and through Him to reconcile to Himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of His cross. And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds. Dati ganun tayo. He has now reconciled in His body of flesh by His death in order to present you holy and blameless above reproach before Him. Verse 23 says, If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. Just continue on. There's a reason why the Lord saved you. There's a reason why the Lord reconciled you to Himself, so that you can be a reconciler as well for other people to God. You know, in the Gnostics, they believe that there's a secret knowledge in going to God. Sabi nila, may, merong Wi-Fi password dito bago ka makakonek kay Lord. But however, we don't believe that. Our way to God is really through Jesus Christ. And again, Jeremiah 29, 13-14 says, If you seek me, or if you will seek me, and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Seek Him with all your heart. Hanapin niyo po siya ng buong puso. Ask the Lord, God, reveal yourself to me. Tulungan niyo po ako, Panginoon. And He will reveal Himself to you. That's why in verse 14 it says, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile, talking about the Israelites. If it happened to the Israelites, it could also happen to us. Seek the Lord. Seek the Lord with all your heart. And be reminded that He has a purpose. That's why He reconciled you to Himself so that you can be a reconciler as well for other people to God. The prodigal son realized that. He had to go back to his father and reconcile himself to the father. Second Corinthians 5.18-19 says, All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the what? The ministry of reconciliation. Gagamitin ka ng Panginoon sa iyong kapamilya. Gagamitin ka ng Panginoon sa mga kaklase mo. Gagamitin ka ng Panginoon sa mga kaibigan mo, sa mga kaklase mo, sa mga kaopisina mo. Hindi ka lang nandyan para kumita ng pera. Hindi ka lang pinanganak sa pamilyang yan na parang walang dahilan. Pansin mo, bakit ka kaya hindi pinanganak na ang apelido mo ay Ayala? May purpose kung bakit. Kasi para i-reach out mo yung kapamilya mo. Kasi baka mamaya ikaw yung taong gagamitin ng Panginoon para i-reach out yung mga tao sa paligid mo. Bakit ka kaya hindi pinanganak ng madrigal? May purpose. That's why again, there's a purpose in everything. God will use you to reconcile these people back to the Lord Himself. That's why in this case, it says here, that is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to Himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. You know what, speaking about this, I was reminded, of course, of the, of the Lord as the Creator. I mean, bakit bibigyan tayo ng pansin ng Panginoon? Bakit kanya niya bibigyan ng pansin ang mga tao? No? Sino ba tayo? Kasi imagine mo, if you notice this picture, this is Mercury, this is Mars, Venus, and then Earth. Ito yung Earth. Tapos, pansin nyo, kung ito ang Earth, this is now the Earth, and this is Neptune, Uranus, Saturn, and Jupiter. Jupiter ito. Pansin mo kung nasa Jupiter dito. Ito na yun. Ito yung Jupiter. Ito ngayon. Ito yung tinatawag na Wolf 359. Tapos ito yung araw. Yung pinakamalaking star na alam natin. Araw. The sun. After the sun will be the Sirius. Okay? After Sirius, this is the Sirius. 
Ang liit, ano, lumita agad. And the Pollux, and then Arclorus, and then Aldebaran. Aldebaran is now where? Here. <laughs> Nigel, and then Antares, and Betelgeuse. Betelgeuse is where? Here. And then Moosecephal, and then Vivicephal A, and then V.Y. Canis Majoris. Now, where is Earth? Alikabuk. <laughs> Those are the stars. Imagine where we are. And yet the Lord knows you by name. And yet the Lord knows the number of your hair. Forgive me for those who have no hair. But the Lord knows the number of your hair. Imagine, when I look at your heavens, sabi ng author ng Psalms, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, it says there, what is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. Mahal na mahal ka ng Panginoon. God cares for you. Remind that person again to your left and your right. God cares for you. God cares for you. God knows you by name. Alam niya kung anong cellphone number mo. Alam niya. Alam niya kung anong linya mo. Speaking of this creation, macro speaking, solar system, imagine hindi nagbabanggaan ng ating planeta. Hindi sinasabi Lord na, ay sorry, nagbanggaan Jupiter at Neptune. Ay, so, sorry, ayusin natin, ayusin na. No, no, it's not that. But God created it perfectly in the macro perspective. In the macro, everything is really set in place. In the micro, you go to the micro, the neutron, the proton, and the electron. It's also set in place. You know what will happen if the neutron to neutron, proton to proton, electron to electron, magbanggaan sila? It will actually explode. Once it explodes, then what will happen is that it will be as huge as the explosion that was dropped in Nagasaki and Hiroshima. It will look like an H-bomb that was dropped once this particle collides and explodes. But the question is this, how come that our world is not exploding? You know what? Scientists have a way of explaining things. They said the reason why the proton, neutron, and electron are combining together and not exploding, it's because of the gluon. Where did the word gluon came? Glue. Yeah. Nagulat sa glue. Ang galing, academic. Glue. That's their thinking. But I will have to go back to the scripture. You know why? Because in the scripture, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 17, it says, And He is before all things, and in Him all things, what? Hold together. If the Lord can hold the neutron, proton, and electron along with the other planets, do you think that God cannot hold your family together? God can do that. God can hold your life. God can hold your health. God can hold your account. God can hold anything in your life. God is a mighty God. God is our creator. Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ is our creator. And Jesus Christ reconciles us to himself because he has a plan for us, for all of us. The word hold there simply means to set in place with one another and to place together. That is our God. That is why be in faith to believe that God is in charge of your life. He is orchestrating everything for his glory and honor. Amen. Can you all stand up right now? Thank you, Lord God. Bow down your head for a moment and allow the word of the Lord to sink in your heart. I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and talking to you. If you're saying, Pastor, can you pray for me? So that I will always realize that Jesus Christ is holding my life right now. Jesus Christ is holding my family. Jesus Christ is holding my health. Jesus Christ is holding everything in my life.
if you are that person and you need prayer in that area to be reminded that you need to always see that the Lord is in charge of your life and orchestrating everything for His glory and honor. Just raise up your hand right now and let me pray for, for you. Lord, thank you so much because I believe, Lord, na meron po kayong ginagawa sa buhay, Panginoon, inyong mga anak. Hawakan niyo po ang kanabuhay. Hold their life, Lord. Hold their hands. If they cannot see your hand moving, Lord, I pray that they will always learn to trust your heart. God, I ask in the name of Jesus, step in, Lord God, in their lives. Step in in their situation. Step in, Lord God, right now in their places where they think that you are that, that they are alone and remind them that you are n- not going to leave them nor forsake them Lord may you always encourage Lord your people touch Lord God his heart right now and touch her heart I believe Lord that you are encouraging Lord God your child right now thank you Lord for your grace and thank you for your love truly that you care for him and you care for her. You care for your children. You love, Lord, your children so much that you want to fulfill your purpose and your calling for their life. The glory, the honor, the praise, again, is yours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord.